0: In a season when leadership is increasingly complicated, we know it's impossible to lead without vision. That's why I'm excited to talk to today's guest, Michael Hyatt, author, teacher, and leadership expert about his new book, The Vision Driven Leader. This is the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast. We are crazy passionate about building leaders because we know that everyone wins when the leader gets better. If you're new with us, we drop a new teaching on the first Thursday of every month, so I would love to encourage you to hit subscribe, do it now, wherever you listen. Also, a massive thank you to those of you who have written reviews. If you have not, write a review, rate the content, it helps create more exposure. And I'm really, really thankful for those of you in our community that are sharing on social media Thank you for getting the word out, inviting others to be a part. If you haven't yet signed up to get The Leader Guide, I hope you'll do so. It's got content that you can cover with your team. Also, helpful additional information and links to everything we talk to in our interviews and in our teaching. Just go to life.church slash leadership podcast and we'll send you The Leader Guide each time we have a new episode. My guest today, is brilliant. His name is Michael Hyatt. He was the president and CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishing. He also has his own company where he mentors leaders. He has a fantastic podcast on leadership called Lead to Win. He is a New York Times bestselling author. His new book is as good as all of them. We're talking about vision. The book is called The Vision Driven Leader. It's my honor now to welcome Michael Hyatt. Hey, Michael, it's great to have one of my favorite leaders in the entire world on the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, Craig. Great to be out with you. Thank good. you. Good, good. Well, congratulations on your new book, Fantastic, The Vision-Driven Leader. How's, how's uh, I know your books are always helpful. How's this new one doing? You know, it's doing really great.
1: And I was a little bit concerned, given all the crisis that's been going on and everything. But I thought, man, if there's ever a time people need vision, you know, it's in the midst of a time when it's really hard to hold on to the future and believe in the future. So, yeah, it's doing really well. It hit the Wall Street Journalist uh last week as we're recording this, so that's pretty exciting.
0: Congratulations. Yeah, your books, like every time there's even a rumor that one's coming out, my team kind of gets ecstatic and starts humming around the office with anticipation. You've uh, made such a, a big difference. The uh, the life plan template um, especially is is something that's helps so many of our, our team leaders. So thank you for your contribution. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, well, so when this podcast comes out, it, your book will have been out for a little while. We'll be in uh, the middle to late May. As of this recording, we're still laying low. How has how is, how is this, this season been for you personally? You know, it's been challenging.
1: You know, fortunately, this is not my first rodeo. I've been through a number of crises, as I know you have. And so I learned so much in every one of them that I went through. And I, you know, I hoped when I went through the Great Recession, I thought to myself, man, I hope I don't have to use this stuff again. (laughs) But uh, of course, that was one of those experiences where, you know, I I didn't want to go through it again, but man, I wouldn't trade what I learned. And the truth is what people need right now, I think from leaders is calm, confident leadership. And I can tell just with my business coaching clients, how I show up for them is really important. How they show up for their teams is really important. It's more about their demeanor that I think, you know, that they have wisdom, which is important, or being clever or have something
0: important to say, but just to show up and be calm and keep moving forward is critical. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that, especially in light of your new book on on vision. I think there's, to, to me, when I'm kind of watching my peers, there seems to be almost two extremes. One extreme is, uh, the person that almost is like ignoring everything, like it's gonna be great, and your best days are ahead of you, and this is no problem, and we got this. And then there's others that feel like they're they're falling apart and panicking and the the sky's falling yeah. and we're never gonna have life again. How would you say, Michael, when when you as a leader, you you want to be realistic, but yet even while you're acknowledging the the hardship that we're facing globally, how do you balance what's present, real, difficult, and bring vision in the middle of it? What does that look like for a great leader?
1: Yeah, I think it looks like holding on to the Stockdale paradox. And this is something I got from Jim Collins. I know you talked about it in a recent podcast as well. But you know, that the, the twin truths that are taught there that you've gotta be willing to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality And that's not pessimism, that's just realism. And I think as leaders, we have to be sober-minded with regard to that. But at the same time, we can never lose sight that we're ultimately gonna prevail. And that's where vision comes in. And I think sometimes leaders don't differentiate between vision and strategy. So I think of vision as the destination. That's where we're taking our organization three to five years from now, maybe even longer term for some institutions. But uh, I don't think that's really changed. However, the strategy, how we get there, that's going to change based on conditions on the ground. We can't be married to our our strategy, but we've got to stay connected to the vision.
0: Mhm. I think that's so helpful too because you know a lot of times as leaders we we do we kind of obsess about the problems that are screaming the loudest and we forget to come up above it and look around the horizon yes. and recognize like right now especially and I, I again when this comes out in three weeks, I don't the mood's gonna be different then. And and so but, it is. but right now, as of this moment, people like you said, they they need to see us, they need to feel our confidence. Not that not that we have things figured out, but that we will figure things out, that we're we're that's calm it. and that that our, our leaders are on top of this. I'm curious as as you think about leading, and you know, everybody's asking, what's gonna happen? When's the economy gonna come back? Is it gonna come back? You know, will we be meeting again publicly? Are conferences dead? Our church is churches dead? There are so many questions. How, how would you say you're gonna cast vision into a future that's really uncertain? What would that look like for you? Well, my own perspective is that this the future of the near term
1: is uncertain, maybe even for the next year or two is going to be uncertain. But I think we're going to eventually get to the new normal. Maybe it's going to be 85% of what it was. I don't think we're going to roll back to what we were before. But I think if we start asking ourselves the question, what does this crisis make possible? Because any crisis, you don't want to waste, first of all, but it provides an opportunity to kind of accelerate your progress towards your vision. And if your vision is three to five years out, doesn't really matter. There's some things you can do to pivot right now, some strategies that you can adopt, but ultimately still be moving forward towards the same destination. So in our organization, for example, one of the things we said is let's just accept the fact that this is the new normal. You know, we require traveling for our coaching clients. that they come to Nashville once a quarter, we said, well, what if not we could create a virtual experience that is maybe you know, kind of as good as what we did before or maybe as good as we can do. But what if we said, hey, what if we could make this even better so much so that our clients would never want to go back to the way it was before? Mm -hmm. Well, that opens up all kinds of possibilities and everybody starts thinking creatively about what this moment gives us. Because I don't think we're here by accident. You know, I think that anytime we're in the midst of this, it opens up the opportunity that, you know, maybe there's a design in this that could lead to a better result or a better outcome for organizations that we would have never gotten to if times were just the same as they've, they've always been.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you're saying that because, uh, again, co- context as to when we're saying this matters because the mood changes daily, certainly weekly. I would consider us in like quarter number two of this a month ago, we're all kind of in panic trying to figure out how do we operate our businesses, our ministries when the doors are closed, or at least a lot of them are closed. And so that's kind of season one. Season two right now, I'm starting to see what can be wins moving forward. And so instead of looking forward, thinking it's an either or, meaning either it's like it is now or it's like it used to be, now I'm looking at it as a both and. What can we take from this season and Merge it into what we once had, and you know, now for the first time, I'm coming out with a little bit of optimism. Maybe it can be even better than it than it was before. Talk to me. Talk to me about that. So when when you're visualizing, you're like if if there's anybody who's going to survive this and take their organization to a new and better place you're going to do it you're that you're that type of a leader tell me about how you take it from concept to application you're you're kind of the strategy master what goes through your mind when you're looking at what is a potential opportunity and then you're going to bring it into break achievable steps to help move your organization in the right direction well the first question
1: i'm asking is does this fit into our long-term vision because the great thing about having a written vision, and I call it a vision script, not a vision statement for reasons we can get into if you want to. But when you have a vision script, all of a sudden that becomes a filter on the opportunities because the more successful you become, mm-hmm. you know, distractions show up at your doorstep masquerading as opportunities, right? And there's no way to discern the so you difference. you gotta say
0: that again, that's too good. You, I, you gotta say it again. What was the line? Okay, So so when you become successful, mm-hmm.
1: opportunities start showing up on your doorstep. But the problem is, distractions show up on your doorstep masquerading as opportunities. So good. And the only way to tell the difference is with the clarity around the vision of where you're going. You find out what's outside of the scope of your vision, what's inside the scope of your vision. So it gives you a way to say no. It also gives you a way to focus your organization, get alignment, and drive execution. You know, everybody loves to talk about execution in organizations. But execution, if it's going to be meaningful, presumes alignment. Otherwise, there's a lot of sideways energy. People are overwhelmed. They're doing a lot of busy work, but it's not driving toward anything. So, if you ha- have the right execution, that presupposes alignment. But that presupposes that you're aligned around something. Mm-hmm. And I would submit that you got to be aligned around the destination or the vision of where it is you're going. And that's what a vision script provides: is clarity and
0: alignment, and then ultimately that execution. Okay, that's pure gold. And I wanna talk to our audience right now for just a moment and tell those of you that are listening at 1.5 speed like I do, take it off 1.5 speed. This is a 1.0 podcast. You gotta slow this down and you gotta soak it in. I would recommend you go back and you listen to that one minute again and again and again because that, that's, that's pure gold. Michael, I'd, I'd love it if you could take and, and drive that down a little bit deeper into how we lead as individuals. Your, um, your life plan template. Is is something that is is so helpful. Uh, help me understand. What do we do in our personal leadership and our families and in, in our own lives, financially and such, that uh, that we can take the vision of here's where I'd like to be. Uh, maybe I want to be yeah. debt free, or I want to be um, uh, healthier, twenty pounds uh, lighter than I am right now, or I want you know I want to stay married rather than than um, sleeping in separate rooms. H- how do we create that life plan template? Uh, and, and take what is vision and, and make it achievable.
1: Well, I wrote about this in a book I did with Daniel Harkavy called, called Living Forward, and it's all about creating that life plan, and we do provide a template in there. But kind of everything that I do, Craig, is based on what Dr. Stephen Covey said to begin with the end in mind. And mm-hmm. so to kind of fast-forward your life, you know, 25 years or 30 years or 50 years and say, how do I want to finish you know, what I want people to say when it's all said and done about the kind of life that I lived, and part of what I do inside of that life planning template inside the book Living Forward is to talk about getting clear again, sort of mini vision scripts for each of the major domains of your life. So spiritually, where do I want to be at the end of the game? You know, what kind of relationship do I want with God and in my spiritual life and, and kind of the practicality of living that out? What do I want for my marriage? You know, what do I want for my health? What do I want for my business? What do I want for my friendships? What do I want for my finances? So I've had a life plan now for 20 years, gets revised every year, but it gets looked at, you know, about once a month and a deep dive on it once a quarter. But it really keeps me on track so that I, again, so that I'm moving toward something. If you don't design your life, Mm -hmm. you're going to drift into the future. Mm -hmm. And nobody ever drifted to a destination they would have chosen. You only drift to bad places. So if you don't design, you're just gonna react, you're gonna drift. So you've gotta get clear on all those areas. This is what leaders do, particularly for their their companies, but it starts with self-leadership. If you can't lead yourself,
0: you don't have the right to lead anybody else. That's so powerful, Michael. In fact, um, to our listeners, uh, we'll include a link to the Life Plan Template in the Leader Guide. If you're not getting the Leader Guide, you can just go to life.church slash leadership podcast. And uh, you can subscribe to get our the emails that come out when we release a new podcast, and we want to put that in front of people. I, I love I love your thinking and um, your your life. The, just the success around everything you've done is a reflection of your values. I I, uh, I would love for you to speak, Michael, if you don't mind. We're I'm really excited. We've got a lot of younger leaders that are part of our community, or those who are newer in their leadership. Can you, you know, from, from your book, The Vision-Driven Leader, which I'm sure they're going to read, but can you kind of speak to them, let's say, uh, you know, a 20-something-year-old or someone who's maybe been in, in their role for six months or so, talk, talk to us about how we go about specifically communicating vision. Is it a speech? Is it an email? Is it a, uh, what do we do to to make it, to get it from our heads into the hearts of people?
1: Okay, well, let me get, really nitty gritty, you gotta understand what it is first. Here's what a vision isn't. It's not a vision statement. You know, a short, clever, pithy kind of slogan thing that you could put on a coffee mug, slap on a T-shirt. Even if you could do that, and most of us are totally intimidated by the prospect of having to do that. Even if you could do that, it wouldn't be that helpful because it's not robust enough. So when I talk about a vision script, I'm talking about a three to five page document that's written so it's more robust. It's a document that outlines a clear, inspiring, practical, and attractive picture of the future. It's three to five years in the future. It's reality as you see it then, and it's written in the present tense. And then it's arranged around four sections. First of all, you talk about the future of your team because the team is everything. You know, if you're gonna reach this future, this bigger, better future, it's gonna require a team. It's gonna require being thoughtful about the culture you're trying to build, the teammates you're trying to attract, the ones that you wanna retain. So it starts with team, then moves into the product. And even churches have product, but businesses have product, nonprofits have product. But what is the thing that we produce that solves our customers' problems? Then there's the marketing and the sales, you know, how we're going to do outreach, how we're going to connect with people. And then the impact, what are the measurable objective impacts that we see three to five years from now? So in my view, Craig, where that's got to start is with the leader. This can't be delegated. It can't be outsourced. Right. The best thing you can do is schedule some time, half a day, better yet a full day, get by yourself, but don't feel like you got to get it hundred percent. You're not Moses. You're not coming down from the mountain. You're just trying to to write down on paper what you see three to five years from now as a series of bullets. If you can get it 60 to 70% there, perfect. Because then what you do is now you meet with your leadership team, whatever your inner circle looks like, the next level below you. And you say, and the conversation goes something like this, and this is kind of how you sell it too. You say, hey guys, I've been doing a lot of thinking about the future. I don't have it all figured out yet, but there's some things I see that I want to run by you. And this is important language, but I need you to help me fill in the blanks. This is wet cement. There's probably some things I've missed, probably some things that aren't quite right, but I need your input. In that conversation, you're beginning to enroll them and create ownership. Once you get it there, then and in our organization and, the, and the, coach, the coaching clients that I have, we teach cascading communication. So once you've got it aligned with that inner circle, then the next level down, maybe it's a broader leadership team. Same thing. You know, it's a little bit more, maybe it's 90% there, but same thing, you're inviting input. So then when you stand up in front of the entire group, whatever your total team looks like, you've got the weight of all of your leadership behind you. Everybody's aligned. And then you stand up, and this is what I've done over and over and coach my clients to do, read that vision statement or that vision script to them, but with enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not excited about it, if you haven't bought into it, you can't sell it. So it's not a one and done thing. You've got to develop a cadence of communication around the vision. It's got to be an operational document that guides your decision making, that determines who you hire, who gets to let go, what you do in terms of execution from day to day. So Does that sense?
0: Pa- so, so, so powerful. Every leader ends up somewhere, but few leaders end up somewhere on purpose. And, and you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna wanna internalize it, bring your team in it, What I'd love for you to do, if you wouldn't mind, Michael, is change hats for just a moment. Let's, let's go from, uh, you're, you're, you've got a mentor hat on or a teacher hat. What I'd love for you to do is put on um, your encourager's hat, your father's hat, your, your pastor's hat, um, uh, and speak to the leader who says, I've kind of lost my vision. I don't, I don't even know what what's important right now. Can you give us not just the practical, but get, give us the encouragement to, to get back up when we feel discouraged and to lead somewhere? Well, for, first of all,
1: I've totally been there. You know, I've, I've gone through a business failure back in the 90s that was terrible, you know, and and felt like my vision came crumbling down around my feet. In the book, I have an entire chapter talking about the vision arc, that no matter where you are in your life or in your organizational life, it's never too late to get up and come up with a vision. And I think one of the things that marks the truly great leaders of the world is that they're resilient. Mm -hmm. And resilient doesn't mean that you have some kind of, you know, magical or supernatural power. It just means that you refuse to not get up. And the truth is you can't fail if you don't quit. So to get yourself up, and say, and again, this isn't something where you have to be, you know, particularly charismatic or clairvoyant or have a special gift like Steve Jobs or Martin Luther King Jr. You just have to put yourself, submit to a process, which is what I outlined in the book, get off by yourself and begin to dream again. And what I would say to people that have lost that dream is just to give you permission to dream. I really believe that's so critically important. It is the single most important aspect of any leader's leadership is finding that destination and reconnecting with it with it, and asking yourself the question, why does this matter? What's at stake here? If we don't achieve this vision, what's lost? If we do achieve it, what's gained? And to realize that your role matters more than you know. And there have been so many leaders throughout history, you can just think of the Bible, whether it was Moses or Jeremiah or whomever that said, you know, I'm I'm not old enough or, you know, I'm too old or I'm not of good speech or whatever it is. People have all these excuses, but none of those are really important. The important thing is, can you articulate the destination? Can you get clear on that? And could you go through the process and just figure out what you want? What do you want for the future? If you can get back in touch with that, that's the way I think God primarily directs us and it's one of the ways that even business leaders can find their can find their way forward.
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine this is going to speak to so many people. It's speaking to me right now, I don't know about you, Michael, but in kind of again, like quarter number one of this whole thing, my vision was okay. How do we survive? And and yeah. that's 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 not that's not what we want to be our vision for a long time. And so for those of you that might be right there, that you know, you have to keep the boat floating, obviously, but come up above the problems and and ask yourself, how can we lead this into the future? And and if you do feel like this is kind of, if you've lost a lot, one thing I like to do, Michael, is I like like to think of things in seasons. You know, I'm an an ex-athlete, and so you don't win every season. And this might be a season where the numbers aren't what we want them to be. The revenue might not be there, the ministry impact, whatever it is. And that's okay, there's gonna be a new season. And so it's, you're not categorically a failure or a success. We have winning seasons, we have losing seasons, and in a in a more challenging season, we we get a vision for a different strategy or or redefine the win. And so I I I know your words are going to encourage people. You look like you're going to say something.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just I just was going to say one of the things that we did in this organization that was super powerful is we decided to take a stand for how we wanted to come out the other end of this crisis. So instead of just kind of drifting through it, we said you know, let's have vision plus commitment. What are we willing to own? And how do we want to end up? Now, this is just our organization, everybody's stand. And I'm using that as a, as a term. A stand looks different for different organizations. But for us, we said we want to come through this stronger than when we went into it, Good. with more capabilities than when we went into it. We also want to get through it with our original team intact. Now, in other words, we're not just going to drift and just kind of see what happens. No, we're going to make the pivots, do the things that are necessary to retain the team. Now we're going to make sure that uh, we do the pruning we need to do, because I said before, you know, a crisis can accelerate organizational development. There's probably some decisions that you've been putting off that now given the current circumstances, you kind of got the perfect excuse. I think actually you talked about this on a previous uh, podcast, but I think that's exactly right. There's some decisions that you can make. You can actually get through this stronger, but I think to get in touch with that will give you that calm, confident leadership that will really speak to your team and it will reassure your own heart that you're moving in the right direction.
0: Yeah, so I hope everybody listening can just kind of feel the brilliance of what Michael just said. You know, imagine you're working for his team and what he just came out and he said, here's our vision to, to come out better on the other side. So, and then he's clearly articulated it and he did it passionately. And one of the things that you said is we wanna keep our whole team intact, which that shows me if I'm on your team, you're not just thinking about your profit, you're thinking about me as a team member. And so everything you just said there was vision that creates emotional buy-in and alignment from your team. And again, go back and listen to that one minute clip, what he just said, that's how you cast vision. So it's, it's clear, it's concise, it's compelling, it connects with the heart, it brings buy-in, and it show, it's he, he's pointing in a direction, and that's why if you're, if you're sitting here thinking I'd like to work for him, it's because he's got a clear vision, and is is not just pie in the sky, we wanna increase revenue by whatever, like that's kind of stupid, but this is how we wanna make an impact and here's the strategy that we're gonna get there. I I wanna have a little bit of fun with you and then I'm gonna let you add whatever you want to at the end because I know I I, I want you to make whatever contribution I'm not yet drawing out of you. But kind of a lightning round that's um, just real quick questions. Is there anything in your leadership that you uh, have changed, you disagree with yourself in years past and you have a new mindset?
1: Wow. I think that, uh, you know, I used to think, particularly in my younger years, that being a leader was all about having the answers. And the thing that I've realized, it's really about having the right questions. That's good.
0: Would you say, uh, is there a recent mistake you've made as a leader that you're willing to share? Well, I tend to have selective memory, right? (laughs) So... (laughs) So
1: I tend to not uh, remember the mistakes that I've made, but uh, I definitely make them. And thankfully my team will bring them up to me when I, when they happen, but I can't, nothing comes to mind right away.
0: Is there a leadership pet peeve, whenever someone does this, you hear this, something that makes you crazy?
1: Yeah, I think uh, leaders that have never really led, but they're like social media influencers, but they've never had a team, but they start spouting off
0: leadership advice, <laughs> makes me nuts. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. Um, what's your what's the something that surprised you about this kind of COVID season that you actually like? Well, I'm an introvert,
1: so man, this I'm I'm really digging being at home and you know kind of cocooning with my wife. I've been married 42 years. We're still in love, and man, I I just I'm really enjoying that. That's a part of it that I kind of hope doesn't go away. Uh, but I know it needs to, you know, for our economy to get back up and running. But that that has surprised me.
0: Yep. So uh, 20 years ago, I had no idea blank would be so much fun. I
1: 20 years ago, I had no idea that uh, being married for this long, I mean, I couldn't envision it. 42 years? You know, I've been, but yeah, I couldn't imagine it was this fun.
0: Yeah. You know, I love that um, just what you represent as a leader that— You've got you're a person of faith. You're positive. You have got a great marriage. You lead an organization. You inspire others. Your um, your leadership podcast is it called Lead to Win? It is. Yeah, yeah, Lead to Win is a is the the name of it. That um, we'll also put a link to your podcast. You, you've just been adding value both as a friend to me and then your content for leaders around thank the you. world. And so I, I thank you for that. If um if people want to find out more about you, tell us what are the best ways we can connect with you. Well, first
1: of all, Michael Hyatt dot com h y a t t is where you can find all things related to me, including the podcast and the coaching programs and all that. But then we've got a special link, Craig, for the book, The Vision Driven Leader, and it's visiondrivenleader dot forward slash Craig. And we've got some bonuses there. If people buy the book anywhere, it doesn't matter where they buy it, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, wherever, come back with their receipt, and we've got over two hundred dollars worth of free bonuses there, including the thing I'm most excited about is a five part video series of me coaching leaders on how to create their vision script. And again, that's all free just for buying the book.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you for your generosity. We'll we'll put the link in the show notes as well. Is there anything that I didn't ask about that you're thinking, oh my gosh, I w- I'd love to share this?
1: Um, no, I just would say that at the end of the day, the thing that will define your leadership is your vision. You know, it's more important than you know. And one of the things that our mutual friend, Andy Stanley says all the time is that vision leaks and he's exactly right. And I think that if you're tired of talking about the vision in the midst of this, I had an executive coach back during the Great Recession who advised me. She said, now, listen, you're going into a very difficult time. And she said, your people are going to be starved for vision. They won't articulate it like that, but they won't have meaning unless you connect the dots to something in the future that's more important than all the stuff they're going through right now. So after about six months of that, I came back to her and I said, Eileen, I am tired of talking about the vision. That's all I'm talking about. And I'm tired of hearing myself talk. And she said... Awesome, she said. You're half done. Now keep doing it, and she was exactly right. You cannot speak the vision too much, especially right now, because the only thing that keeps it alive is your words. You mm-hmm. speak it into existence, and that's where we're at right now.
0: Mm-hmm. I've heard it said: vision leaks and values drift. And uh, when you think you when you think you've talked about the vision enough, multiply it by ten, and you're still probably not even uh, hitting the target. And uh, So your leadership is fantastic, and I'm I'm grateful for your friendship, your contribution. The book is called The Vision-Driven Leader. It is available now. We'll put links to everything that we talked about in the show notes. For those of you, if you're new with us, we do release a new podcast on the first Thursday of each month. If our schedule holds, uh, in the next month's episode, I'm going to be sharing a teaching I did from the Global Leadership Summit. I'm honored to uh, help serve in... uh, Uh, The title is called The Champion, and that means I kind of uh, am a spokesperson. And if all goes well, We're still hoping to have the summit in uh, early August. You can find out information. There'll be a link in this podcast on the Global Leadership Summit. It happens in hundreds and hundreds of sites all over the world. To my knowledge, it is the biggest uh, leadership conference. And because I'm with them, and actually because I believe in it, it is my favorite leadership conference that takes place all year in the entire world. Michael, thank you for your contribution. A follow Michael Hyatt on social media, subscribe to his uh, podcast, watch him on YouTube, anywhere you see him, buy every book that that he writes. I promise you, he's great. If this content's helpful to you, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it on social media, wherever you consume this, hit subscribe, write a review, rate it, invite other people. We're trying to help leaders get better because we know that everyone wins when the leader gets better. Michael, we say it all the time. I don't know if you know the closing line, but we tell leaders, to take the pressure off themselves to, uh, to be real because people would rather follow a leader is always real than what? Do you know the answer? People would rather follow a leader who's always real than one who's always right, right, right. Right? Perfect, that's the way we close it out. So if people would <laughs> rather follow a leader who's always real than one who's always right. Thank you for joining us at the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. If you wanna go even deeper into this episode and get the leadership guide or show notes, you can go to life.church slash leadership podcast. You can also sign up to have that information delivered straight to your inbox every month. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes and share with your friends on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us at the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast.